Success, is it really a secret? I don't think so. Join me as I interview guests from different cultures and backgrounds who have overcome incredible challenges to create the life they live today. Thousand likes, celebrity status, lots of money or big cars, these are things that come and go and do not define true success. So what is it? And most importantly, how do we create it? If you are a child, teen, or adult trying to understand how to achieve this word, then you are not alone and you won't want to miss a single episode of The Secret to Success Isn't So Secret. This is Christy Maggio, and the key is right here. It's not a great secret, so don't just listen. Learn and take action. Welcome to the Secret to Success Isn't So Secret podcast. I am here today with Giovanna Elias, who just so happens to also be my cousin. And how are you, Giovanna? Which I call call her Jenny. So how are you? I'm lovely. I'm absolutely wonderful today. (laughs) Very good. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your business, what you do. You're in Toronto. So give us a little breakdown. Yeah. Um, So for starters, thank you for having me on your lovely podcast. Um, My name is Giovanna Elias and I am a human connection coach. So just a little bit about myself. Um, From the time I was very young, I was painfully shy. I was riddled with anxiety. I had suffered with an eating disorder and sexual assault as a teen. And um, then I was caught in the crossfire of a very messy divorce of my parents. And so at the age of 20, I decided to take off to Italy and study Italian and get in touch with my mother's roots. A few years later, I had gone to live on a native reserve and work with suicidal teens. And I got in touch with my grandmother's roots. Um, Fast forward a few years, I went to Lebanon to study Arabic and I got in touch with my grandfather's roots. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then I had gone on to live and work in Brazil and backpack South America. And all of this to say that I I learned after all my journeys that at the end of the day, all humans really want the same thing. And this is to be appreciated, acknowledged, respected, and loved, and to have deep, meaningful connections in their lives. So I've gone on to teach this now. I teach people how to communicate with confidence, how to build deep connections in their lives, and also how to overcome conflict in any of the relationships that they have. So that is... That is me in a nutshell. I really do believe that the quality of our lives is based upon the quality of our relationships. That's true. That is very, very true. I mean, uh, you know, and, and I think that the quality of your relationship goes right back to how well you communicate with other people. And so um, I know that a few years ago, I don't know how many years ago, like I read like the five love languages. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was a huge eye opener because you, you don't really think about how people speak or have different expectations or ideas in different ways you just think that everybody kind of receives information or communicates in Mm -hmm. in the same way that you do and so what do you find most when people come to you they have the the hardest time with is it listening is it speaking is it uh being understanding and tolerant trying to understand what other people, other people's perspectives, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 
You know, it's just, it's interesting you're saying all these things because um, the program that I've created through my work, which I call the Connection Code, um, does consist of a series of nine keys to building connection. And it sort of touches on all of those things you said. So, <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'm sort of laughing. I'm like, yes, 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 and yes. Um, certificate already? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, essentially, there's so many components that go into building a relationship with someone. And when we say relationship, I'm not strictly talking about, you know, just an intimate one or romantic one, but, you know, relationships start at work with our coworkers, our managers, our bosses. They consist of the relationships with, we have with our family with our friends, with our intimate lovers, of course, as well, with complete strangers or the barista at the, you know, the coffee shop you go to every day. And of course, and most importantly, every relationship starts with ourself. So, you know, we're talking about communication here, but it all starts with what's actually the dialogue going on within yourself, first and foremost. What are the thoughts? What are the beliefs? And how does that communication then lead to a certain sense of how you feel? And then the feelings we generate and we have an experience every day then lead to the actions we take. And those actions are the very thing that will impact our relationships. So if we're having you know, positive communication within ourselves, if we're conscious of the way we speak to ourselves, of the dialogue going on within us and the beliefs we have, then we can start to you know, feel, let's say happy emotions or feel constructive emotions um, or even if we're feeling emotions that feel heavy or down, at least we're aware of them and can and learn how to shift them. So that way, then when we take action, we're showing up at work, we're showing up with our friends, our family, our lovers, and those strangers, anyone in our lives, we're showing up powerfully, we're showing up with love, we're showing up with compassion, authenticity, and you know all these other skills, confidence, we're able to communicate clearly, consciously. And so now everything shows up in our communication and that's what actually ends up building these deep, meaningful, strong connections at the end of the day with everyone in our lives. Yes, and, and I think that's really important because a lot of times, you know, you will see how people will, there are people out there that will connect with, with other people that, you know, they'll support them, they'll, uh, cheer them on or have kind words for them but yet their inner dialogue or, or monologue I don't know what it what it, which one it would be is completely uh, opposite that you know yeah. we tend to to talk to ourselves in one way and I often say to people like why would you say that about yourself and and I often say would you say that to somebody else they're like no, of course I wouldn't say this to somebody. Well, then why is that okay to say to yourself, mm -hmm. right? So how, how often do you get people that are good at connecting with others or good at communicating with others, yet they're horrible at communicating with themselves? <laughs> this, is, this is a great question, Christy. Um, I would say that, and this is actually very much related to the first key, uh, that I teach, and this is consciousness. This is all about awareness. So it's it's not actually about, you know, being an amazing communicator in your outer world and then um, and then not being able to find that positivity within your inner world. It's always about, are you a conscious communicator? 
So I don't need to be perfect in my mind all the time, but I need to be conscious of the dialogue that's going on mm -hmm. so that I know whether it's benefiting me or not. The same way that not everything that'll come out of my mouth necessarily in every you know, moment of my life is gonna be perfect either, but if I can be conscious of how that affects other people, then that's where the power lies because now I can actively make changes if it's not benefiting me when I'm conscious. Um, and speaking to your point, I find women do this a lot. It's, it's very common within women that women are very great supporters for others, but yet we sabotage ourselves. Um, I don't know if this is us being taught to play this caregiving role from an early age and um and needing to you know like be the cheerleader for the rest of the world but yet we forget that we need to be cheerleaders for ourselves first it's Absolutely. just what i see yeah yeah yeah. no 100 percent certain and, and when you say when you say that you know a lot of times like you said awareness is key because you don't even know that you're sabotaging yourself mm -hmm. uh a lot of people don't even know that that's what is going on in their head and i guess oftentimes I like to think of think about it as, you know, all of a sudden, for example, you know, the first of the year comes and everybody thinks that they're going to, you know, go on a go on a diet and go exercise and blah blah blah, blah and change their health life, health and, and wellness and all of that. But the one key thing that's missing is that they're not like, okay, what was stopping me from doing that before? And yeah. where, does, where does my mind have to go? Do you, I mean, because obviously the whole mindset piece is why ultimately people probably don't succeed, succeed in, their, in their new year's goal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's interesting you used, you know, diet and exercise as examples because we, we cleanse our body, but we don't necessarily think to cleanse our mind. Mm -hmm. And so sort of doing that mental detox as well and, and I actually, I, you know, I teach this to my clients. It's what I call a day scan. And so at the end of every day, I get them to write down a very simple list of what are the things you completed and then how did those things make you feel? And just one or two words. So that way you start to see a pattern. When I do, you know, exercise in my day, I feel energized. When I go grocery shopping or cooking, I feel creative. When I'm with this person, I feel energetically drained. So that way you now become more conscious of, you know, these actions lead to these emotions and this thinking pattern. And that either serves me or it doesn't. So now you know what actions to repeat more often mm -hmm. or which, which um, what we need to consider if we don't like the action. So we either repeat an action if we like it or we don't repeat something if we don't like it. Or we go that one step deeper and we say, why do I not like this thing? Why does that person drain me energetically? Mm -hmm. What is going on within me mentally that's leading to this relationship that obviously feels very draining? Mm -hmm. So in which case then you, you know, you, we always unravel the beast. <laughs> yes. And sometimes it's a really large beast. Uh <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. Ben, I've done that. Um, <laughs> my, but the question is then now, so what, how do you, uh, how do you define success and how can you tell if people have, or how can people tell if they have succeeded? 
very, very good point or question. Um, success is different to everyone. And so it's your own, it's your own measurement at the end of the day. And I would just, I would say that success is that next level up. Some would say that it's, it's that piece that's just outside of your comfort zone. Um, I like to use the word fulfilled. So for me, when I genuinely feel fulfilled in the actions I take on a daily basis, I consider that to be successful. Mm -hmm. And so my measurement of success would be that when I check in with myself and I say, does the work I do for myself and other people fulfill me? Yes. In which case I feel like I am successful. Mm -hmm. Does my financial state fulfill me? Does my emotional state, my mental state, my physical state, does all of that energize me? Does it fulfill me? Does it give me meaning and purpose? In which case, if I can answer yes to all those things, then I believe I'm in a successful position in my life. And, you know, success can also fluctuate. There will be days we feel far more successful than others. <laughs> and I think it's really about someone checking in and measuring what, what is success for them in the sense of, you know, we can look at it physically. What are your physical targets and goals? But I would always go back to the piece of, does that very thing that I do, does it move me? Does it make me feel alive? Does it energize me? Does it fulfill me? Does it give me meaning? Do I feel purpose? Because if those things are not alive in the things that we do, then I would say, why, why, why are we living? And, and, and are we really having those successful, incredible, fulfilling lives? And I would say that really is a true measurement of success. So perhaps you could see it as daily actions but I would also look at it, you know, broader perspective. I think we always look at success as something we're like reaching as if it's like outside of us that we need to move towards as opposed to measuring it within our day-to-day, -day, you know, actions and experiences. Well, I think, I think that you have to do both. I mean, yeah. I think there's long-term success and yeah. I think there's short-term success, you know, waking up this morning and actually getting out of, that was a, getting out of bed that, you know, that, that was a success, Yeah. How, you know, um, but you know, when you're talking about, for example, like setting those higher goals and achieving those, those higher things, then, then it looks a little bit different, but I think that how we, um, depending on what it is that you're trying to accomplish mm -hmm. in your life, uh, then, then that it's measured in, in, it has, like you said, it, it success has many faces, you know? Yeah. And so therefore, um, but for me, in my personal, in my personal idea, and just like you said, you said fulfilled. And for me, it's like, if, if I wake up every morning, you know, with that desire and that fire in me to do, continue working on what I'm working on, like the everything might not be in place and exactly the way that I want it to be. However, how often does that really happen in life anyway? Yeah. Right? <laughs> that everything that exactly, but a lot of times you hear people say, well, when this happens, then I'll move towards this goal. Or when this happens, then I'll start doing that. And then you end up putting it off and then you end up not doing it. But I mean, you could be a stay-at-home mom, right? Mm -hmm. And if you wake up every morning loving the fact that you get to stay home with your child 
and loving the fact that you are uh, able to raise them and not have to go to work and be there with them, then that would be your success for now. Right. If, that, if that's what, if that's ultimately, I think what fulfills you, then certainly. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, to add to what you were saying, I would look at it. I think what you said was a really good point about the, you know, those long-term and short-term and I would see it as working backwards is what creates success and looking at the grand vision of what it is that you want and from a Buddhist approach of not being attached to it, needing to be exactly as you envision it by the time it arrives, but you know, creating that grander vision of what you want and then working backwards to what are the smaller steps and breaking those down. Mm -hmm. And the most important piece, I think, in all of that, that we all forget to do is celebrate our smaller daily successes. Because that is the very thing, I mean, we could talk about this from a neuroscience perspective, uh, that's the very thing that's going to release dopamine into the brain that actually motivates you to keep moving forwards. And so, um, you know, without getting too nerdy here, it's not like we've like reached this pinnacle of, you know, our ultimate success. And then we say, oh, I feel amazing. It's great. And it's done. Life is over. It's, you know, the smaller pieces that make us feel alive and excited and we sort of hit those marks and that's what releases the dopamine which pushes us to move further and closer and closer and closer to that grander vision and oftentimes some of the most successful people like ha have reached that grand vision and then they push beyond it because you know like sky is the limit <laughs> or as naveen james like from naveen jay he's like sky sky is actually a limit so like there is no sky, like there is no, you know, it's, you know, nice. even going further out. And I never thought about it until universe <laughs> actually still limiting yourself. If you see yeah. the sky is limb, I'm yeah, interesting. A very different perspective, but like yeah. And, and so I, and, and I think that's, that's really key and, and important in the sense of, of what you were saying about how those working backwards, you know, some people call it reverse engineering. And I always knew it as backward design. And there was a really great, uh, great quote that Doug Vermeeren actually said he was telling a story about it. And he's like, you know, I was at the Great Wall of China, he said, and you look around and you see just how massive it is. And you're like, wow. And he said, and then I looked down at my feet. And he's like, and I saw all of these little bricks. And he said, every, but in order to create that big, massive, incredible wall, it had to be laid brick by brick. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. like when he said that, I was kind of like, yeah, I mean, you generally have that idea in life. You know, you, and like you said, you have to take those, the steps, like you have to break it down what do I want here? And how do I get to there? If I right. want to write a book, okay, how many people say I want to write a book? And, you know, and then they're like, they're just visualizing that end product, yes. that book, and how long it's going to take them to do it. So yeah. like, yeah, but I'm going to, I'm going to. And then all of a sudden, a year or two, three goes by. But instead of breaking it down and saying, okay, I'm going to dedicate 
30 minutes a day or an hour a day and set that time to do it. And, and that's like a lot of things. Like people say, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Yeah. And then time goes by and it doesn't necessarily happen. Well, this goes full circle back to, you know, communication with self. Mm-hmm. Like what is the dialogue going on in your brain? Mm-hmm. And are you aware that that's become programming? Because we are, you know, we're programming our brain every day. And the more we repeat the same thoughts, they eventually become beliefs, which, you know, eventually become our personality and the story of our lives. And, (laughs) and so we don't realize that, um, that book that we initially genuinely believed we were going to complete, for example, has still yet to be completed. And you actually become more comfortable with the story of saying you're going to complete it as opposed to actually completing it. Mm-hmm. And so that would consist of, you know, almost taking like a complete halt, like a, a pause on thinking and saying, okay, I've been repeating this story. Does the story serve me anymore? You know, right. this inner dialogue of me saying I'm going to do, but then my actions don't align with it. This actually, um, ties in with my, you know, key nine of my series of keys. And it's what I call integrity and integrity. We often think of it as the relationship with other people. Are you in integrity with others? But when I speak of integrity, I talk about, you know, are your actions in alignment with your words? Mm -hmm. And so that's not only, you know, me being in integrity with somebody else that what I say I'll do it also, and always comes back to starting with us. Is the dialogue going on in my mind, the words in my mind, the things I say to myself aligned with the actions I'm taking? Am I in integrity with myself? Because if I'm not, then, you know, all those projects that we want to complete, they don't get done. (laughs) And that also then ends up um, changing our relationships we have with the rest of the world. Well, and, and I think like you said, it changes the relationship with yourself as well. Cause it's almost like you're setting yourself up for failure yeah. from the get go. Because yeah. you're saying you're going to do this, 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 and then you never do. And then a few years go by and you're like, oh, I could just never get anything done. And, but again, that goes back to the, whatever it is that's, you know, going on in your mind. It could be like the circus grinder, do, do, do. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. I do. And I've, I've, you know, I've built certain physical systems for myself. Uh, I feel like I was born in the wrong generation. I always say this because tech is not my thing. Um, for the viewers that are obviously listening and can't see what you can see it, Christy. Yeah, um, post-it notes. Yeah, big post-it notes, yes. But what I've done with the post-it notes is I actually take myself on a journey starting with my, on the one side it's to do. Mm-hmm. And then the next um, like lane over is in progress. And then there's a section that says blocked and then the final which one, one which says completed. And so I actually move these post-it notes along on this you know, physical board because then it shows me what is in progress that I'm currently doing. That, and it also shows me how long it requires me to take to do it. What is being blocked? So what emotionally am I continuing to say that I will do, but I'm not? Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you know, of course, the completed piece, there's nothing more amazing. Once again, going back to that beautiful dopamine rush of motivation, nothing more amazing to be able to move my post-it note from one end of the board at to do all the way to the other that is 
completed and feel good about something that I completed throughout the day. So there are little things we can do for ourselves that will help us take certain actions to be in alignment with our words. So we're not, you know, repeating, you know, what did you call it? The circus wheel? Yeah, the, the circus grinder. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you're, you're right. And, and, but even with that, like having that, you know, I mean, a lot of times people say vision boards and all of these other things are really important, which they, but they are, because if you do something like that in your computer, you know, that, that board is literally right there front and center. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I know that uh, for me right now, I have mine printed out on, on paper. Okay, great. I can see them and I have it hung up and, and so that I can see what, what my goals are, my short-term and my long-term goals. But I prefer, like, I write down, like, what I need to accomplish in a day or what I'd like to accomplish in a day mm -hmm. and have that visual because I could put it in my, you know, in the computer, but you don't, it's not there. It's not front and center. And I think that even tech or no tech, like having that is still really important because it's there. It's a reminder of what it is that, that you, you need to do, you want to do, and that you can accomplish. And what am I doing today? Like you said, to get to those further visions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The physical, the physical piece of it being around and in my face when I walk into my office every morning is the, you know, is golden. And, um, you know, just going back and circling around again, when, when we feel these moments of success, these spurts of success in our day-to-day -day lives, that now shows up in how we feel about ourselves, how confident and competent we feel within ourselves. And inevitably, without a doubt, 100%, that feeling that lives very much alive in us is going to show up in every single interaction you have with another human being in your life. And so when we can feel good in those small daily successes, we can now literally build relationships that are, you know, that are groundbreaking. And I would say that in and of itself is a huge success because if all of the relationships you maintain in your life are healthy and fulfilling and meaningful, that, that alone is success. That opens so many doors for you. So many doors. It's crazy. <laughs> Really true. And I, and I, and, and, you know, I'm glad that you said that because a lot of times people are like, but I, I network, you know, I, you know, I go out and I talk to people. Yeah. But you have to question that. Why is one person having su success with it and another person not? How are commu how are you communicating with those people that they don't respond to you properly? And, and I think that that's really, really important um, because again, you're, like you said, you're successful as your relationships. Yeah. And we know that in life, you could try and be the lonely ship out on the sea, but it's a lot harder to be that, you know, that, uh, I'm going to do it by myself. Yeah. And why go through all the setbacks and mistakes and everything else when you can create really solid relationships and learn from other people yeah and have other people give you feedback as to why maybe something or something isn't so 
Yeah. I truly think that the most valuable tool today, mm -hmm. you know, even more valuable than money or gold mm -hmm. is your, like you said, your ability to communicate and the relationships that you have. Yeah. Because ultimately those are what can open any door for you. 110%. And, and to be very clear and going back to your point about, you know, some people having success and others not, communication is not strictly verbal. And most of our communication is more of our body language mm -hmm. and, and our energy. And I, you know, I really teach my clients this to really be mindful. What is the energy you give out mm -hmm. in any sort of exchange that you're having with another person in any conversation, in any interaction, what energy are you showing up with? Because if my body language is reserved, if it's closed off, you know, I'm frowning, I just look very much kept to myself, sort of like you said, this lone ship, then you will, you will be met with that same energy back at you. And, 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 and that doesn't serve anybody, of course. Whereas if you're open and you fully expressed and you feel fully confident and you stand strong, a lot of the work I do too with my clients is just getting them to stand in what I call power poses. Because standing in those certain positions where you are more powerful, your chest is open, your chin is held high, your, your whole body language is open to the world. Yeah. Now you're telling people, welcome in, like, come approach me, talk to me. And that once again, you know, opens up new friendships, new intimate relationships, new partners with business, everything possible that you can imagine. So absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, you know, there's sometimes like when I'm on a plane, I'll actually change my body. Like if I really don't feel like talking to somebody, I will like, <laughs> like people can't see me right now, but like, I will close my body language off because I'm just like, Oh, I just don't feel like talking right now or whatever it might be. You know? <laughs> and, and you can express that by just your body language. Now, sometimes it doesn't always work, but, <laughs> but then, but then that might either be, in my case, God or the mm -hmm. universe saying, you know what, this person has somebody, something to tell you, you're about to learn something. So whether you want to turn your body language off or not, yeah. yes, uh, coming yeah. off land. <laughs> landing. So, yeah. it's, it's actually so funny you use this example, because when I was on a plane from Jordan into Egypt, there was a woman sitting beside me and I usually like use plane uh, plane rides, I guess we call them as an opportunity to catch up on readings that I like to do. And in this case, it was a woman, she was fully covered. Um, I believe it's called a burqa, like everything um, covered, but her eyes. And she wanted to converse with me. And, you know, truth be told, I remember thinking, you know, what are me and this woman going to have in common? And I hardly speak Arabic. She hardly speaks English what are we going to talk about? <laughs> and I had that very same dialogue in my head. Okay, perhaps I need to learn something from this exchange as opposed to shutting myself off and um, going to going to my key eight that I express with people called being, you know, fully flexible. And in that moment, I said, I need to be, I need to be fully flexible. I need to be open. I need to see where this is going to lead me. 
And uh, lo and behold, we ended up talking the whole four hour plane ride. She was sharing her food with me. I, I got new exposure to Egyptian food. We prayed a bit in the Quran together before we ate the food um, out of respect to her. And I, you know, I learned some new Arabic words and, um, and, and that was it. I shared a bit about my culture with her. She was very curious to know about it. And that was our exchange. And in the end of all of that, her face was beaming, like so excited to have had you know, exposure or conversation, maybe with a Western woman, as we did so intimately for four hours. So, um, you know, there's always something we can learn if we do choose to open ourselves up to the world. <laughs> true, so true, so true. And um, you never know what you will be open to if you just do it. Yeah. So, I want to thank you so much for being here today. How can people contact you, connect with you in order to find out more information about what you do? Yes. So you can go to my website at Giovanna, G-I-O-V-A-N-N-A, -N -N Elias, E-L-I-A-S. So that is GiovannaElias.com. And you can also connect with me over LinkedIn at Giovanna Elias as well. And um, I have an, a lovely Instagram account as well, Giovanna.fjm.elias, E-L-I-A-S. So whatever, pick your poison, I'm all around. <laughs> very good, very good. Thank you so much for being with us today. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Christy. Always a pleasure. <laughs>